Hello, I'm Dean Scott Beardsley here today with Carol Sadai, Chief Financial Officer at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Carol is an inspiration for many reasons. She survived a diagnosis of Hodgkin's disease after being given a 50% chance to live. She's an outspoken advocate for diversity in the workforce, recognition of same-sex partnerships, and pursuing an aggressive career path. In fact, she left a career track many would envy at PwC, eventually taking on the role of CFO for the NBA before returning to PwC. PwC is the largest professional services firm in the world, and today we're going to talk about some key insights the firm has learned from its vast network of clients. Carol, you've had an incredible journey. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, I would say, based upon your introduction, the comments about having Hodgkin's disease really changed the way I looked at life. And um, I really had a sense of urgency about what I wanted to accomplish in my career. Um, and I couldn't resist when opportunities arose. Instead of looking at them from the side of, oh my God, you know, what's, what are all the bad things that might happen? I went in and jumped in with two feet. So that's what made me leave the partnership at PwC, join Skadden, and then ultimately go to the MBA. Um, all experiences that had that not happened to me, frankly, I'm not sure I would have ever done. So I, I feel very privileged to have lived a very full career life. Um, and hope it continues for a lot more years to come. Would you say that it made you more of a risk taker? It absolutely made me more of a risk taker. I mean, I, I looked at um, opportunities uh, that I historically would have been very risk averse about. I was raised in a fairly conservative, risk averse family, but I felt like you only have one, you know, at 25 years old, I was faced with the idea that you only have one chance, and it became very clear to me that I wanted, I wanted to have no regrets. And so um, it made me look at the, all of these things as opportunities that I didn't want to be disappointed that I never took. Carol, how does an organization like PwC, which is more than a century old, innovate and unlock new opportunities? You know, Scott, it's interesting. I actually think um, in today's world and how rapidly things are changing and how organizations are looking, you know, behind their back at companies looking to disrupt them, have to recognize that having a legacy of 165 years, which is how long we've been in existence, of a real strategic advantage of being viewed as a trusted organization um, with very specific capabilities, We've got to make sure we recognize that we leverage those capabilities, even though we need to innovate and change how we do business. So as you think about what's going on around the world, what are the important trends that you see emerging that PwC's clients are, are looking at? Yeah, I mean, the one that I think is the most compelling for our business or for any professional service business is the demographic shifts. I mean, let's face it, the Western world is aging or graying. Uh, at the same time, Southeast Asia, Africa have growing young populations um, entering the middle class. And that's causing some pretty dramatic changes in the way we operate and the way we need to think about skilled talent that's getting much more expensive as we're all competing for the same people. Uh, but the good news is, at the same time, another really important trend is the rapid changes in technology that is actually um, helping us solve some of those challenges, allowing us to invest in our people, reach out to a broader net of 
people to become part of our organization and give them the tools to be able to work in a virtual way so that they actually find us to be a great place to work. Now, as you see these trends emerge at PwC, how is the pace of change in the business world affecting company strategies? Enormously. Uh, I think everyone has recognized that agility is more important than figuring out certainty, right? That what we really need to do is um, rent, not buy. I mean, I think that's a big part of why people are saying we, we don't have time to make huge investments if we don't know if those bets will pay off. I think cloud computing is a great example of that, right? That people are moving to SaaS solutions um, to take that question about how is technology evolving and am I making the right bet it's an easier bet to rent for now and let the technology companies figure out where technology is going. And we s allow us to free up our investments for investments in what we need to do to keep our competitive advantage along, along the lines of talent. A little bit shifting from fixed costs to more variableizing exactly. things. Yeah. Exactly. Switching gears, as a leader at PwC, why do you see it as important for you to speak out about issues such as workplace diversity? So I, I, I ascribe to a comment that Richard Branson uh, made recently, which was take care of your people and they'll take yeah. care of your clients. Uh, you and I both know that that wasn't the philosophy of this business 20 years ago. Um, I think you know that's the aha moment we've seen is that um, we are only as good as our people. That's what we are. We're not, we are an institution, but we're about people. And uh, we recognize that if we want to get the most out of our people, um, one, we need to keep them longer. <laughs> that would help. Yes. That's, that's a big change of philosophy, I think. But we need to provide a diverse uh, environment that's inclusive for people to feel comfortable um, speaking their mind and sharing their ideas because with that idea sharing will accelerate the innovation that we need, candidly, not just to differentiate, but even to stay in, in place, you know, to stay with our competition because it's, it's moving and it's moving quickly. As you think about business schools in today's world, what, what, is the, what is the role that business schools play in helping a company like PwC solve its mission and, and talent equation? I think one of the biggest things business schools can do today is embed some of the new skills that we believe um, our people need. And some of that is around data and analytics. You know, everybody, that, that, that's, that can't be a separate degree anymore. That has to be embedded in everything we do. We need a lot more people that can do that kind of analysis, but also comfortable working in an environment that's technology-enabled and data-driven. But I also think a big part of what we need is leadership skills. And we've invested a lot in leadership skills, um, self-leadership, um, yes. and um, uh, leading uh, complex global organizations um, with broader stakeholder groups. So uh, a holistic uh, view of leadership skills and, and how um, people can develop those skills when they enter the workforce because they're needed really from day one. Thank you very much, Carol. Thank you, Scott. Happy to be here.